so much for taking the time to do it. Uh, simply this, so far today, you've been having a good day. Yeah, it's been spot on. Um, been at work, did some stuff, came home doing this. So and I will keep you. I will not keep you too long, so you can enjoy the rest of your evening. Um, bigger picture. So we've gone from a day now. Why don't you look at the uh, past year? It's been a great year uh, for you guys for rituals. It really, really has. Are you satisfied? Uh, with what you've been able to accomplish this year so far, absolutely, yeah. I think th- we, when this year started out, like um, we honestly didn't think that. Well, n- nothing that we've done over the past sort of four months was even on the radar at the start mm. of the year. Um, so we were just sort of planning our own thing at the beginning of the year. Um, so we had like an EP in the works and stuff like that, and we were just chipping away at that. And then the the whole Kerrang deal thing came along um and sort of wrapped everything up into a ball and you know propelled it into the stratosphere sort of thing. So it's um it's been a crazy sort of few months, but um yeah, so I think we've achieved pretty much everything that we wanted to do ourselves and and then some. <laughs> it's it really has on just looking in from the outside, it's been an incredible thing. I mean, I have to ask, have you been able to come down from download yet? Uh, not not really i think like it's starting to to sort of settle down a bit now because it's been you know almost two months mm. less. um but it's it was pretty surreal and thinking about it now we've obviously got lots of photos and videos from it but it's looking at those kind of um validates that it actually happened <laughs> but it was it was just a really sort of intense weekend of um because not only was the weather insane as well, it was like super hot, but the whole festival itself, irrespective of us playing, was just a crazy time with all the bands and everything else going on, the amount of sheer amount of people there. Um, and then with the addition of us playing as well, it just it was a bit of a fever dream. <laughs> yeah, like it, and I'm, you know, the excitement building up to it, it comes, it goes so fast, and the come down, as you say, start to wonder if it really happened. You, you know, it was a sold out the first time. Download had sold out, so what an yeah. incredible time to play. Um, it's going to be a great memory. Basically, glad you got the evidence. Oh yeah, it, it was. You know, if if anything, it's going to be something that I'll we'll all remember, sort of uh, forever. You know, if, whatever happens after this, the first time that we played Download was kind of it's just a really special moment, and I think we have sort of come down from it in terms of yes we're all we've all gone back to work and yes we're 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 doing um sort of normal band stuff now um like we're we're still going out and doing the shows that we had planned and stuff but for the the fallout from download is still continuing and mm. uh, in terms of we're not uh we haven't come down from it in that respect so it's it's done so many things for us and probably will continue to do so uh, have you just sticking to down at the moment have you noticed uh an uptick in people talking about you so i can only t- i i wasn't at download but I, many of my friends and wife and family did go and mm-hmm. after they come back i'm like hey okay cool who did you see who did you check out anyone i didn't know that you just went along to see and so and that kind of thing and your name kept coming up with different oh, wow, groups of okay. people Oh, we saw this band rituals. They were, you know, they were this, they were that, they were good, they were this this song, really like this part, and so on, that kind of thing. And I'm wondering, have you noticed that yourself? Yeah, um, definitely. 
So our num in terms of streaming numbers and things, that's definitely gone up. But in terms of people that are popping up on social media, et cetera, with that exact thing, or we saw you would download either out of curiosity because we were the first band on or because people were trying to get out the heat or <laughs> because um, they just wanted to to see who would win the Kerrang! Radio Deal competition. So there was a lot of people that kind of knew who you were through to people that had no idea what we even sounded like, you know? Uh, we could have been a prog jazz rock band for all they know, but the 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 feedback has been um, brilliant. And it's, you know, they've whenever we see a new comment on social media or whatever, saying, oh, we checked you guys out at downloads and we'll be coming to see you again next time. That's what it's all about, isn't it? Mm. So, absolutely. Yeah, I, I'd imagine the curiosity as well was a little bit of safety, considering uh, you come up from the Krang radio deal as well. And obviously Krang's iconic status is uh, doesn't need mentioning, really. Um, how did that come about? I mean, did, did I don't really know that much about the Krang radio deal. Did you apply? And Yeah. Um, so it was, I think, Ewan, our guitarist, applied, uh, filled in the form on the bus. Mm. Um, because it's it's one of these sort of um, competitions as a band where you you kind of, you would enter it because you'd be silly not to, but you don't expect to hear anything back or you don't necessarily expect to get through to the second round or the third round. Yeah. Um, but we applied and then we kind of forgot about it. And then the next thing we were getting an email saying, well, you've been whittled down to the final selection of bands. Um, and then it was uh, the final 10 bands. And then it was that we'd won. <laughs> so it was, it, it all happened really fast as well. I think they ran the heats were like, I think there was six or seven heats. And so that ran over six or seven weeks. And then it was all wrapped up. And and then the winner was announced, so it was it was really fast. You remember what how you felt when you were announced as winners, because of course you knew what you knew what it uh, entailed if you won. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, actually, Kerrang Radio, the way that they did it was pretty expertly done because they kind of did a little bit of a prank on us. Oh no! <laughs> they, they punked us a little bit in the best way possible. Um, so they they kind of. They sent an email asking if they could interview us because they're interviewing all of the the finalists. Um, and it was just going to be a casual interview on sort of what our experience of the competition was like, etc. So me and Lewis were kind of sat uh, waiting for this uh, call to start. And there was uh, some basic questions that was asked. Um, and then at the end, Sophie Kay kind of dropped it in there and said, so what would you do right now if I told you that you were the winners or that you were the band that had actually won the deal? And um, we were like, oh, well, I, I think I actually said I'd pick this MacBook up and I'd launch it across the room. No. Because <laughs> that's kind of how I, how I would feel about that, about that sort of the prospect of winning and playing download, et cetera. Um, and then they, they told us that actually we were the band that had won and I didn't know whether to fulfill what I said I would do and destroy this MacBook or keep it where it was. <laughs> so I didn't, I left it where it was. Um, Expensive. Absolutely. But yeah, that that's how they revealed to us that we's, we'd won, you know, so they got a genuine reaction out of us. Um, mm. I think if they told us by email and then done an interview with us, we would have been a bit more subdued, you know? Yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> I love it. That's amazing. I love it. And congratulations on that, playing Dan. And of course, yeah. we are so very close to the release of your new EP. I found myself in the dark out August 3rd via Marshall Records. Okay. Where is your head at right now with it? Are we at the stage where you just want it out and you're tired of kind of hearing the tracks and you want it to go on out into the world at some two feet and hear what people think of it? Or are you still enjoying the ride? Uh, a little bit of both. Um, we're definitely enjoying the ride because everyone at Marshall's been fantastic with the, the with the whole release. Um, and I'm not just sort of saying that they've they've mm. really helped us out with this one. Um, and you know we we also have when the EP comes out we have a video coming out for the next single which is called Cataclysm. Um, so we're kind of, we're really desperate for everyone to hear it, but we're also enjoying where things are going um in terms of uh getting interviews with guys like yourself talking about it promoting it um and generally doing a lot of things that we probably wouldn't have been able to do if we were doing it on our own okay um, so you really noticed the difference there yeah yeah 100 percent um but having said that we're already working on the next record so it kind of, it never really stops for us. And it was the same with the last EP that was self-released, um, Show Me The Signs. We were already, before that was even out, we were already sort of halfway through this one that's coming out. Mm. So it's, the process sort of never ends. So we're about two or three songs into the next one, just as this one's coming out. <laughs> I get it. So, you, you know, you're talking, you're here, you're doing interviews, you're talking about what you're about to release. But of course, your head, as you say, has already kind of moved on. It's focused on the, the music that's going to be coming in the future. It's incredible Absolutely. that you, you you are that busy. Um, yeah. Was this, you mentioned something at the start, but I'm going to just make sure I understood you correctly. Was this EP then always going to happen, regardless of anything in regarding the Kerrang! Radio's The Deal? Or did it anything change because of the radio deal? Well, it, it just so happened that we had three songs like ready to go. So mm. we didn't have to write anything new um for this release. Um and the the deal was it was gonna be a three-track EP. So it just so happened that everything lined up really nicely that we had three tracks ready to go. Um, so all we had to do is go and track it at Marshall Studios. Mm. Um, so it was kind of, it was, it was the the timing was perfect. So nothing, nothing changed. Um, the only thing that would have been different is where we tracked it. Okay, um, of course. So it was the drums were actually done. So my part was already done. Um, but the other uh, guitar and bass and vocals was still yet to be done. Mm. and we were already in the process of doing that ourselves and then the deal happened so we were like all right well we'll just go and track that at marshall so you would have definitely those three tracks you would have released as an ep regardless uh you wouldn't have gone individual singles or anything like that maybe yeah we might have done that because that's that's what we did with the last ep we released them as three singles so maybe the, the sort of the release order mm. might have changed um but in terms of the actual songs themselves, there was, um, I think, maybe a couple of guitar parts changed whilst we were down at Marshall when we were kind of in the moment. Um, and vocal lines maybe would have changed a little bit, but structure-wise, it all, it all stayed the same. 
would when when you had these three tracks and you're thinking about what you're going to do did you have a vision uh for what you particularly were going for what you wanted to do with these specific three tracks what you wanted if you released it as an ep what you wanted it to look like yeah I'd, I'd, somehow these these three tracks ended up being sort of the heaviest ones that we've done mm. um and i don't know i think that must have been everyone's sort of frame of mind or maybe ewan's frame of mind at the time because he's the one that comes up with the riffs so the stuff he was sending over, um, well, like really heavy, like we're, we've got a track on this EP, which is in uh, drop G. Um, so it's all of other, other, other tunes have been in C. Mm. So it's kind of, they were already getting heavier. Um, so it was, that's hence why the, the title of I find myself in the dark came along. Cause it really sort of feels like, um, thematically it's come from a very dark place um i know that probably sounds cliched and cheesy but mm. that's how they ended up sounding and there weren't that many demos for this ep that were weren't um that sounded anything like show me the signs off the last ep which is very sort of ballady <laughs> do you can you put your finger on as to why that might have been the case as to why you feel these tracks are darker why you, they are the a heavier um sound yeah i mean i probably can't speak too much for mm. ewan and lewis because ewan writes the guitars and lewis writes the vocals um and in terms of drums like i guess i can hit drums harder if i'm angrier but it's kind of i think there was various different things going on in their individual personal lives which kind of brought out the um the the darker side of the band um we'd all been we've all been through stuff over lockdown pandemic and also in our personal lives in general and i think it kind of just um when ewan came up with the initial demos lewis um decided to explore some more some darker themes um in terms i know he had some uh personal grief himself and that's outlined in one of the tracks of this album of the cp rather um and i think it's it's just sort of a a, a section of where everyone's head was at um but having said that it's probably the most cohesive like the band sounded in terms of songwriting song structure and things like that it's definitely the most sort of where where we want to be as a band sound-wise. Oh. oh amazing because there is a clear evolution of course i mean i'm very familiar with your work and i know this ep and it is a simply astonishing piece of work i always like to use this term music this heavy shouldn't be this anthemic and that is the summation of the cp in my opinion um it's to see you guys evolve over such a, a short period of time as well, because, you know, it bears, it bears mentioning that you kind of really got started and then we hit COVID and basically yeah. couldn't do anything for two years straight. So it's great right. that this year and the EP and download and all that has meant you're able, you're flying basically. Yeah, hundred um, percent. And I appreciate you saying that um, about the EP, because even though it probably is, the heavy well it is the heaviest stuff we put out there mm. we still kind of feel like it's still an evolution to how we were sounding previously 
and we've still got those moments in it um, that is going to, well, it's going to make you bob your head, but then next minute want to punch your mate in the face and then apologise afterwards. <laughs> Which was through and through. Um, what was the most challenging for you personally, so in your part, but what was the most challenging aspect of making this record? Um, There was some of the drum parts on this mm -hmm. on this EP were um, not difficult to record, but I kind of, I wanted to try and put my stamp on things a little bit more um, in terms of like bring a lot of influences of, of what I listen to. Like the band I was in prior to this were kind of like a, a faster sort of metalcore band. Um, whereas this, this band is that we've got some faster things, um, but there's a lot, a lot of groove sort of going on. So I quite wanted to put in some sections of, crazy sort of double bass or fills or whatever but then also explore some other um sort of more open moments and try and experiment with different different symbols um different drum fills um and i had more time in the studio this time as well so so therefore there was more ideas um and the guy that we recorded drums with george um mm. he's really great with ideas as a producer um so i'd maybe go in with two or three ideas for a section and then he'd be like well why don't you try this and then he would explain it in that sort of drum talk that everyone nobody else understands other than a drummer um and then i'd be like brilliant yeah let's just go for that um so i'm i was quite open-minded when it came to recording these tracks as well i wasn't i didn't go in thinking this is this is my part for this song and this is what I'm going to go with no matter what anyone says. I was sort of very open to other ideas. But then there were some parts where I was like, no, this is how it is and I'm not changing it. <laughs> <laughs> um, likewise, though, on that same aspect, but more from the enjoyable side of things, is there something that you look at and remember from the entire period, be it a writing, recording, mixing, whatever stage that you just really enjoyed? Um, well, I mean, in terms of recording the rest of it, the experience of going down to Marshall Studios was something I really, really enjoyed because we all went down, even though I wasn't doing anything. Um, we all went down there for the experience mm -hmm. and it's an incredible place because it's not only is it a studio, but it's attached to the sort of factory that everything at Marshall gets done at. Um, and it was just great fun sort of being there, seeing the rest of the EP evolve, getting to, getting to sit about and chime in with ideas um, and just being a, in that sort of environment because the, the rest of the tracking was done and engineered by uh, Tom Michener. So we got to work with him a little bit. Um and so that whole experience of being at Marshall was was definitely something I'll I'll remember hundred percent. What did you have an initial discomfort, almost like oh my god, we're here and we shouldn't be here, that kind of thing, imposter syndrome? Were you able to get quite comfortable immediately, thinking okay, we've earned this, we are this good, and we deserve this? Yeah, it was it was a strange one. I we didn't really feel like we didn't uh, belong there or anything. 
it definitely felt like it's like, yeah, this is what we want to be doing. We kind of just wish that we were there doing a whole sort of album from scratch. Um, and then, and that's what the hope is for the next one, wherever we, we do that, we kind of hope mm. that we can do everything in one place. Um, because that's really when ideas really start to to come to light when you're all working on the same thing from start to finish. Um, whereas how we did things previously was quite disjointed. Um, we would just sort of I would fit in drum tracking around when I was working or yeah. and the um you and would do the guitars at home and then it would get reamped, that sort of thing. So it would be great to be able to be in the position where we can create a record um, when we're all in the same space and we've all got a certain amount of time to get the job done. An incredible learning experience, Dan. Ultimately, that's only going to be stuff you can take away with you for the future. And it's funny because like when I got the email uh, about you guys, about new EP and stuff like that, Marshall Records, I'm like, oh, cool. That 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 seems like a great fit. I hadn't actually read the content of like explanation for it, but I thought oh, that's a perfect fit. So it all makes yeah. so much sense. You know, you do belong there. Do did belong for this EP as well. Yeah, 100%. Um, it's, it's great that, you know, Marshall, uh, the amount of, work and effort and everything that they've put into this release mm. sort of shows from their end and it's it's been a blast working with them um the ep's out on thursday obviously um and hopefully that relationship will will continue fingers crossed but of course until then you have to push you have to promote you have to do your bit as well that side of things is often the hardest part for a lot of bands all bands uh, in some ways jumping on social media putting a life out there and talking about something non-stop do you feel as a group rituals that you've got a good handle on this sort of modern expectation of being in a band that you've got to do all these different social media platforms and get your videos out and get your tiktoks out and so on yeah, absolutely. And um, we've um, we do have a TikTok actually, and we're we're trying to. It does it does okay. Um, mm. like the, there was a video that was put out on there the other day of um, Lewis having a bit of a tantrum on stage, and and that that did. I that, saw that. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's like, it's funny to us. Um, but it's just interesting how it would be perceived sort of uh, by others. Um, but it's. TikTok's a weird one because it's it's very, very different to Instagram. And it's a completely different beast, completely different um, way that consumers take everything in. Mm. And that side of it, I'm not great at that, at the TikTok aspect of it, but the Instagram and Facebook and everything, we all were all on the on the ball with that. And We've we've got a, a pretty good organic rotor going on in our heads where we know when somebody's at work or we know when somebody's going to be busy that day. So when we've got emails or social media things coming up, we'll just do it. And then the next time somebody else will just pick it up um, because we know how important it is. Um, it seems crazy to spend so much time on social media, but that literally is the thing that showcases the band it's what people spend most of their time on um but that's that's a wider subject mm. and it's it's kind of back in the day it used to be posters and 
queuing up the HMV to buy cassettes, but now it's kind of like posting things on online and getting in, engagement. And so it's not just, it's not just the music um, to push online. It's, it's the band as a whole that people are invested in, you know? It is in itself a full-time job. They exist, social media managers. Um, you know, now we've got another one. We've got Thread. So you guys on Threads yet? Th- yeah, we are, yeah. There you go. It's another Lewis, one. Lewis has been the one uh, at the helm with that. Um, I just dis- dismissed the notification on mine because I was like, I don't need another app on my phone. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Um, okay, so 3rd of August, new video as well. That's what's next. But the rest of the year, do you have any A plans you can talk about, but also stuff that you hopefully are able to do before the year's over? Yeah, um, we are going to Ireland with our friends in archives in August, uh, mm-hmm. which, which is going to be brilliant. Uh, yeah. really looking forward to Because I've never been to Ireland uh, at all. I don't think any of us have. Oh, cool. From, apart from Ewan. Um, so I'm really looking forward to going there and playing shows over there. After that, we do have some stuff coming up that we're actually not allowed to talk about yet. Yeah. However, if you keep an eye on our social media, there we go. Tomorrow there'll be something announced there tomorrow. I believe it's at midday. Um, and there's also some other cool stuff that we have up our sleeves um for either the end of this year or first part of next year. Um, but I don't want to speculate because I don't want to get told off. But no, no, absolutely. Um, <laughs> I know yeah, how this works. <laughs> that, yeah, absolutely, but it's if it if it all comes off the way that um we hope it's gonna come off, it's gonna be very cool. Um we're gonna try and sort out um another run of dates towards the end of this year as well. Um so we're, we're discussing what that's gonna look like um uh, with a couple of couple of bands etc um but we'll we'll see how that comes off but we're also going to be in the process of writing the next release whatever that is so it's still going to be busy <laughs> but that's all i want to hear uh, as bad as it might sound i want to hear that you're super super busy and there are is stuff that you can't talk about because of whatever reason it's great it's super super exciting and i'm really happy um it's been so good so far and it's gonna look like it's going to continue that that way you deserve all this success Cheers, man. I really appreciate that. Really appreciate it. No worries, man. I got one more for you. And really, it's a reflective one or uh, more that you can look back on. Six months down the line. So the end of the year, we'll look back at this release. What do you hope to be able to look back at it and potentially feel and think, okay, that was a success because of this? Okay. Um, so we kind of hope that it's going to uh, reach a wider audience. Like not in terms of um, that the sound's being diluted or anything, but in terms of just so that the 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 music that we've created has managed to reach as many people as possible that could potentially like us, mm. uh, because that's one of the struggles with with the being a band at the moment is certainly that there's so many really great bands out there, um, pretty much on a weekly basis. I'm being sent or discovering a new band. It's like, how have I never heard of these? They've been around for like 10 years. Mm. Like, how have I never heard them? Um, so it's it's trying to sort of be clever about that and try and 
build the following essentially purely so that we can keep on doing it but also so that we can get to some places that we've not been yet and it was you know gaining a bigger following might plant a seed for us to hopefully get to sort of europe or something next year um which is another thing to take off the list that we've not quite that we've not managed to do yet so i would say that would be a mark of success is like has this ep um introduced us to people that haven't necessarily heard us before I hope so. And I can't see why it wouldn't, uh, or why it can't have that success. You know, if you're watching this, listen to this and you are a fan of rituals, just shout about them because that still exists as well. Shout as loud as possible, even if it's from a social media account and um, get you guys not just to Europe, but back on festivals next year, back at download, yeah. but on a bigger stage, get you to Bloodstock, get you to Leeds and Reading, Glastonbury, who anywhere, because that's the joy I think of rituals as well, is that you can appear on almost any bill on almost any stage with any other band and still fit in um it's you know it's it's the joy of listening to you uh so thank you matt um i found myself in the dark august 3rd via marshall records check this one out and i really appreciate you taking the time to do this absolutely yeah cheers, cheers for having me um i've i've been checking out your website as well and i've i really um I've been enjoying sort of the inclusion of like horror movies into the the music and stuff like that because I'm big on me horror movies. Oh, really? Um, okay. So I'll be I'll certainly be keeping an eye out on the what you've got coming up. I have to ask you then, considering that it just got announced last week and a poster came out today, are you excited for Saw Ten? Oh, I thought you were going to mention The Exorcist there. <laughs> no, I've not. I've not seen the trailer yet. It flashed up, and I thought I'll watch that another time. Uh, yeah. I'm not ready to watch that, but <laughs> no, Saw Ten, yeah. I am excited for Saw 10 because I actually don't care um, about the story or maintaining like the integrity of the original or anything because I've actually enjoyed every single Saw movie apart from Spiral, I think, which I thought, okay. was, I thought was just a bit of a miscast. Um, but in terms of like gore, it's still, it was, it's still hit the mark. Um, but yeah. I think Saw 10 will be will be great fun and they're probably going to have to amp it up in every way in order to get people interested, so. Last great horror movie you saw then? That you can oh, think of the top of your head? Um, Well, I went to see a double bill of Eating Alive and The Burning um, at the cinema. Wow. Because they've both just had, like, new remasters. Yeah. Uh. Um, and like I think via Arrow, I think Arrow are going to be putting them out in 4K at some point. And just seeing the burning on a big screen was was great. And it's not a new one, but it's certainly one of the better slashes from that era. So yeah, it's quite an icon. I mean, they're both uh, video nasties as well, part of the video nasty scare. Um, so incredible. I hadn't seen The Burning until I think about two years ago because we did it for a video nasty series. And uh, I love Burning. Burning is one of those forgotten forgotten classics, really. Yeah, Eating yeah, Alive, they, not so much. <laughs> no, it's just Eating Alive is just wild. I think we were just laughing through the whole thing. <laughs> um, it's just a total nonsense, really. Toby Hooper just. Like he's just a wild. He was a wild guy. <laughs> really? I feel like we could. I feel like we could do horror all night. So we'll leave it there. Um, again, Matt, thank you so much. Best of luck for August third. Thank you very much. Yeah, cheers for having me. A pleasure speaking to you. Thank you very much for watching. If you liked what you saw, please help us out by giving us a thumbs up and hitting that subscribe button. If you really liked what you saw, 
consider donating to keep the website and channel running by buying us a coffee via our coffee page or picking up some merch from our big cartel store. You can check us out on gbhbell.com as well as via our social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, as well as listen to our interviews via SoundCloud, Apple Music, and Spotify. Just search for GBHBL. Games, horror, and heavy metal. What else is life for?